0: It's time now for today's edition of Community Conversations. It's the interview program in which we dialogue with voices from the Omaha community. And here's your
1: host for Community Conversations. Let's welcome Cami Carlisle.
0: Well, hi, Ryan. It's a great Friday. It's a beautiful day. And in the studio today, we have Denise Geringer. She is the executive director for Sheltering Tree. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. Now, before we get into all the awesome things that you're doing, tell us a little about your background. Are you from Omaha? How did you get to this job? Yeah, you
1: bet. I am uh, born and raised in Omaha, Nebraska. Um, uh, I am the mother of four adult, wonderful children, um, and my youngest son, who has Down Syndrome, uh, really launched me into the disability realm. And through his eyes and through advocating for him, um, I have educated myself on uh, everything uh, that was necessary to help him live a fulfilling, fulfilling life. And that has brought me to where I am today um, with Sheltering Tree um, as we address the significant
0: housing crisis for adults with developmental disabilities. Wow, you have a lot on your hands right now. So tell us, what is your mission statement? What is Sheltering Tree all about? Mm-hmm. So
1: Sheltering Tree builds and manages apartments for adults with developmental disabilities. Um, everything we do is driven by our four core values. It is safety, affordability, community and self-determination. And really, that uh, really sums up what we do. We are an apartment community that has amenities that are attractive to adults with developmental disabilities. We're not a provider agency. Um, We just lease apartments um, to our friends that um, need a little extra uh, support and provide them um,
0: several different things that um, enhance their lives. That's incredible. And you're right. The housing crunch is all around. So this is a big thing. Now, What's the actual history of the shelter tree? I mean, how did this all come to be? yeah, you know
1: um in in the developmental disability realm, oftentimes um, innovative things happen by parents who are looking for solutions mm-hmm. um, and our founder, Shirley McNally and her husband Tom um, both uh, worked in fields that um, were uh, involved real estate okay. and so they have a son with Down syndrome and he is a wonderfully um creative young man who is a filmmaker and it occurred to Shirley that um, if he were to need to live in some of the uh, housing situations that are available to him, mm-hmm. he may lose that autonomy. He may lose that agency over his life. He may lose the ability to do the thing he loves. Mm. So she sought out for a solution. Um, and with her knowledge um, for ho- with housing and her husband's knowledge of housing, um, they came up with a concept. And they gathered um, some other families that they knew and Mm -hmm. sought out to create a sheltering tree um, where people have their own apartments, where they have agency over their own lives. Mm -hmm. Um, If they need supports, they determine what supports they need, how they receive those supports, and who will be providing those supports. So we call it a bring your own independence. Um, And so... uh, That was highly important for them. And then, of course, many of our friends with developmental disabilities don't have access to transportation. Right. And so oftentimes they're missing something um, that – they're they're missing that – meaningful belonging experience and so oftentimes their lives are very isolated mm-hmm. and so how can she look at an opportunity where people could have agency over their lo- own lives in their own apartment, but also have community and feel um, a part of, 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 a, of a whole right and so uh, this is where the concept came from so our first uh property was built in Bellevue. Um, It has been open for nine years, and that had 10 apartment units. Hmm. And although it's a wonderful place and it has a great opportunity for our friends that live there, uh, they thought that they could, you know, it was somewhat of a pilot. Let's figure this out and let's let's improve. So uh, got some more parents involved, people with their heads together. Um, And then our second location, which is on the outskirts of Marion's campus on 72nd and Ames um, in Benson, um, was born. Mm. Um, that has twenty two units, and it seems to be the right a uh, recipe okay. um, for the organization and the model that we that we are replicating. Um, flash forward to where we are today, um, we will be op- we have opened last week our um, two new apartment um, buildings in Papillion at Shadow Lake, oh. and then a fourth location on one hundred eightieth and Ida. Um, actually, it's one hundred eightieth and Purple Martin Parkway. Um, We hope to break ground um, if our funding um, becomes available uh, beginning of next year. Um, And we really are working as quick as we can to build as many units as we can because we maintain a waiting list of over 225 individuals waiting for this type. Of apartment living, and it is specific for folks with developmental disabilities because our funding does drive that marginalized sure. community. Um, it doesn't drive the community. The 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 funding for marginalized community drives that, um, and so that's uh, that's the history in a nutshell. Wow, two hundred and twenty five people on the waiting list. Yes. And now that I'm here speaking with you, it will likely blow up my phone and we'll have many more (laughs) folks calling because that's typically what happens because the need is so tremendous. We know across the country, um, over 80 percent of our adults with developmental disabilities are housing insecure. Mm -hmm. And so that's an alarming number. Um, We know that as their family members who are quickly aging Mm -hmm. will no longer be able to provide them supports, we are going to have even more um, even more significant housing crisis on our hands as we look for where will our friends live, and you know this is somewhat the natural course of things. Um, you know, not too long ago we were we were seeing that we needed to take people with developmental disabilities out of institutions; that mm-hmm. was not the right place for them. Right. And we've put them um, in the community where they belong, and we have tried to provide them supports in the community. But we're finding that because of low pay and and lack of actual you know human capital, right. there's not a, enough people to provide the supports they need. So we have to. Think think creatively. We have to think about how we can provide, um, you know, human dignity and and the, and the needs for our friends with developmental disabilities, um, but also provide places for them to live where it
0: is safe, affordable, and community-centered. Right. So just a few sentences back, you mentioned the recipe. What is the recipe to make this work? Well, we think
1: the recipe is having um, a community that um, has enough folks so you can Connect, find someone to connect with, um, but not too many that you get lost in the mix. Ah, And so for us, that's very important. Um, There is some practical um, part of that recipe in that um, we have to keep the buildings open and they need to be sustainable. So we know that we need a a certain number of apartment units um, to um, you know have the right amount of rent revenue to Mm -hmm. keep the building operated, operational. Um, And so that is very important. And most all of our tenants do um, utilize housing vouchers, um, subsidized housing vouchers, Mm -hmm. and so. part of the recipe is um, having access to those housing vouchers. So we do speak to our legislators and we do speak to our decision makers about the fact that there's just not enough housing vouchers for folks. And it's not just specific to people with developmental disabilities. We know that that's
0: uh, a need for many in our community. It is. But I feel like this really should come to the forefront. I mean, we all need a home, right? So tell us more about the actual apartments. Now, I had read on your website that they're consumer controlled. What does that mean? You bet. So we like to be sure that we call our apartments consumer controlled because that's what they
1: are. Um, oftentimes a person with a developmental disability will find themselves living somewhere where they don't get to make their choices. Mm -hmm. And it is highly important for us, and it is in the forefront of all we do, that our friends that live at Sheltering Tree are making their own decisions and their choices. So they, as the consumer, control their world, their life, and have agency over their own life. And it seems silly to state that because isn't that something we all have or we should all have? Right. But when you are – navigating the systems, um, you do lose your autonomy because of what is actually available. And so for it is highly important for our organization that our friends be able to
0: make their own decisions about their own lives. Yeah, very good. So how does someone become a tenant? I mean, I'm, I've got to guess there's got to be, well, you got a waiting list. So do. how does somebody get on the list? Once they're on the list, how do they become a tenant? Right. So we follow all their housing
1: laws. So um, just like any other housing opportunity, um, what your inquiry is your uh, your, your date of inquiry is where you fall on the waiting list. Okay. Um, so a person would um, reach out via email, inquire that they would like to um, be put on the waiting list. We would then set up a phone call with them to make sure that they're clear and aware that we specifically um, are available for folks with developmental disabilities. Okay. So we do have a screening process where folks do provide documentation to to, to show that they have been um, diagnosed or identified as a person with a developmental disability, and then we um, Really, after that process, we, you wait. Um, okay. then when we have an apartment available, um, then of course we we call the next person on the list. We do have a property management company similar to any other apartment community who reaches out, does that uh, qualify that financial qualifying um, uh, screening. And then, of course, uh, you sign a lease similar to so any just other apartment like, Yeah,
0: So just like anybody else looking for an apartment. Yes. So on your website, I'm guessing, is Road to Recovery, is that – or I'm sorry, Road to Residency, is that a program? No. So,
1: uh, you know, that was us trying to be clever. Okay. <laughs> uh, that's just really – so you know, because um, – there are some steps in here that are a little bit, um, there's, there are added steps to um, a shelter entry apartment different from a typical apartment. So we just list on our website what those steps are. Okay. And to be clever, we called it the Road to Residency. Got it. Okay. Yeah. And then what about the Goals program? Goals program is fantastic. Um, goals stands for uh, Growth Opportunity. A growth opportunity for apartment living success and so for our friends with developmental disabilities we want to provide them with the tools so they can be successful living in their apartment okay um often our friends have access or have been exposed to you know what do you need to do to clean your apartment and um you know taking care of yourself but there are so many other things as we all know things like um real world money management what's mm-hmm. a want versus what's a need what's right. what's you know finances in versus finances out um we we address first aid and CPR, um, you know, when do you call for an ambulance? Is it when Mm -hmm. you have a paper cut, or Is it when, you you know, you have a larger wound um, or broken leg or whatever? How how do you handle choking in your own apartment? Um, We look at – excuse me – Health and well-being. Um, you know, when you are on your own and there's no one to remind you or to um, mm-hmm. uh, help encourage you to eat healthy and drink water and um, take care of your mental health, um, we we want to make sure that they have the tools to do that. We look at um, social skills. How do you become a friend? Be a good friend. How do you engage in conversation appropriately? How do you negotiate with your neighbor if their um, alarm clocks too loud? Mm-hmm. Um, those types of things. So there's six sections in our goals program. Feel like I've loved, uh, we also do be safe. Be safe is a program that is um, specific for adults with developmental disabilities, and it's how do you appropriately act with, uh, um, excuse me, interact with first responders. Mm. Uh, many times, our friends with developmental disabilities. Um, uh, have heightened anxiety um, in an emergency situation. Well, sure. who doesn't? Right. <laughs> um, and so having them have familiarity with what first responders, police officers, and spe- uh, specifically um, what police officers' protocol is, so that there's an understanding of what they'll be asked for um, if they are stopped or if they need to be searched or questioned. Um, and we've seen, you know, so much in the news, um, unfortunate situations with people with um, autism mm-hmm. who have um, had really unfortunate endings um, with interactions with uh, first responders and police officers. And so we want to make sure that our friends understand what police officers have protocol, and then we, we help. We do some practicing alongside police officers, so police officers can familiarize themselves with our friends with developmental disabilities as well. Um, so um, goals really does look at what additionally do you need to know and have experiences with, so that you can um, be more successful living alone.
0: So, are these apartments um, are they available for just one person, or are they two bedrooms, three bedrooms, yep. studio?
1: Currently, our our model is a one bedroom apartment that okay. seems to be the best uh, fit for our friends who live there. Mm-hmm. Um, we do have a giant community space, which allows for our friends to, um, you know, meet with folks socially there, um, several um, opportunities where people can hang out together, watch TV, play video games, um, eat dinner with friends, and so forth. Um, But they are one-bedroom apartments. They are market value, so a full kitchen, full bath, um, just like you'd see out in the community.
0: So what other amenities are available actually in their apartments?
1: Yep. So the amenities that we have um, that are attractive to adults with developmental disabilities include, um, so they're similar to what we have in a typical apartment community but we have layers of safety okay. um, because many of our friends may have some vulnerabilities so mm-hmm. we have a tenant assistants that live on site that make sure that no one comes into the building um, that has no purpose to be there um, they are also there those tenant assistants are there to um, mitigate any kind of um, conversation between the property manager and the tenant so if our tenant for instance has a Broken pipe or something. Mm-hmm. I'm throwing that out there. Uh, they would then be able to assist the tenant in um, getting to the management company and um, communicating the needs so that that can be repaired. And they're there to do things like uh, typical uh, RAs might do in a in a college dorm, sure. create community, um, you know, play games, visit uh interact, puzzles, cards, things like that, okay. um, if someone is looking for something to do. Um, so they're there And they also implement some of our activities. Um, we do have a very vibrant and full activities program, and so tenants can choose to participate in any of those activities. Um, the calendar includes things like uh, sewing, um, trips to baseball games or sporting events. Uh, we do a lot of community theater um, attendance. Um, we have wonderful partnerships with YArts, who comes in and provides some really wonderful art art activities um, we have partnerships with great med students who come in and do um, individual meal in a mug cooking classes mm-hmm. um, we have partnerships with uh, several OT groups who do um, a number of activities with our tenants and um, the, the activities are driven um, by the tenants desires so we do have meetings and tenants can say hey um, for instance our papillion location there's a lake nearby we have several gentlemen who want to um, create a fishing club so we're cool. going to create a fishing club awesome. there's folks who want to create a domino club we're going to do that we have some ladies who want to be very active um, in the ladies club. So we're trying to figure out how they can be part of the junior league um, a group that's in that area and how they can navigate that. So we really do um, listen to our tenants and hear what they're interested in. And then our activities director um, helps navigate that and create um, activities calendar so people can participate. This place sounds great. I'm telling you, I have to tell you, uh, every time I go there, I say, you know, can I Airbnb somebody's right? apartment because uh, I want this lifestyle. Yeah. And our tenants do really have full and vibrant lives. And um, that's what we hope for as a parent. That's what we hope for all of our family members, that they are right. safe, happy and live fulfilling lives. Exactly. Now, is there an age requirement? Uh, just You just have to be the age majority in
0: Nebraska to
1: sign a lease, so 19. OK. Um, so you just have to – it's similar to any other lease.
0: Now, once you're in there – can you stay there forever, or is it like a yearly lease, or how um, does that work?
1: So it is a yearly lease. However, um, all of the apartments are designed so that tenants can age in place. Oh. So we have um, thought a little bit about um, what that might look like if someone were to, uh, um, at some point in their lives, need to use a wheelchair or any other kind of appliance so that we have uh, um, accessible accessible uh, door uh, spaces. Um, mm-hmm. We do have handicap-accessible um, handicap accessible, um units as well. Um, we have hearing impaired, visual impaired units that are uh, set up so people can ac- um, make those accommodations um, that they that they need. Um, and so we, we hope that our tenants can live there for as long as they'd like. Um, uh, and as long as they're able to find supports that they need to live in their apartment.
0: So right now, all of this, so you got Papillion, Bellevue, one out west, or two out west, eventually. But that's just here, right? right?
1: Yes. Well, Our strategic plan hopes to direct us next to South Omaha. Um, We also would like to look a little bit further into um, North Omaha location. Because the thing about um, folks with developmental disabilities, no different than you or I, is they like to live in the areas where they grew up. They like to live where their churches are, where their families are, where they're familiar with their grocery stores and everything else. And so this is not – we encourage folks to try to – live in an apartment community that's near where you're familiar. And so that just means we need to have these apartment communities all over the city so that every community has access to an apartment uh, complex, um, that uh, shelter and tree apartment complex. Of course, it is all um, determined by the funding that we can um, raise in order to – build the buildings. And we always build them um, with no debt so that they're not ever sold out from underneath our friends with developmental disabilities and um, allowing them then, of course, to live there for as long as they'd like. That's amazing. This sounds so good. (laughs) I think it's pretty cool. And I feel like I can brag on it because it wasn't my concept. It was our founder's concept. I really jumped in at a place um, where everything was getting really well established and they had kind of piloted other things and found what works best. And so I was able to, to jump in and move it forward.
0: And so I'm super excited to be a part of it. So, tell us about a couple of the other programs, like the activity and enrichment program. Is that what you were just talking it about? Is, yep, okay. that's what our activities calendar, okay. um,
1: and you know, that's that's the more formal name, yeah. um, but it is most definitely um, everything that's on the activities calendar. So that's what I mentioned earlier. Okay, and what about the Life Loop
0: communication system? Yes,
1: so we utilize Life Loop communication system. It is similar to what um, some folks in assisted living use, but what it does is it allows our tenants easy access to signing up for activities. Um, they can very easily on any device. Um, many of them have phones, but we also have iPads available at our locations. They can then go in and make reservations for whatever activities. And if their mm. family then would like to, from a distance, um, if the tenant chooses, if their family would f- like from a distance to see what they're up to, um, they can also access that um, portal and see what they've signed up for. Um, ha- it helps family to know if they need to provide support with um, transportation or support with um, helping them... Uh, determine which you know how much cash they need to take with them for instance Um, but it's also a wonderful communication tool we can send out of course blasts if there's a power outage or something like that so it's it's a a communication tool that's um, accessible for our tenants. I feel like you have thought of it all. Well, we would never, ever say we thought of it all. Um, I I know I spoke with you a little bit earlier. It's very important for us to make sure that we have um, our friends with lived experience share what they need. Mm -hmm. Um, Never would we ever say we've thought of it all. We like to make sure that we have uh, people who um, can provide their lived experience. Um, So we do have a board member who um, is a woman who is blind and has a developmental disability who does – talk with the tenants and bring their input to board meetings and so on and so forth. And we are hoping now that because we have just opened our third location to start a tenant council so that we can have more voices present in all of our decision making.
0: Very good. So we were talking a little bit off the air about the silver tsunami that is coming, right? Oh, my goodness. So a lot of these folks have been living with their parents. And like you said, eventually they're going to have to get their own place because their parents are going to have to, they're either going to pass or go somewhere else. So, what does that look like coming up for all of you? I mean, if you've already got two hundred twenty-five people on the waiting list, right? So we we are very
1: aware that um, there's a crisis. Yeah, um, we know that. And um, recently, I heard a statistic that eighty percent of our caregivers um, for adults with developmental disabilities are seventy or older, mm-hmm. and that's a significant um, concern because, um, like many others. When my son with uh, Down syndrome was born, I started to plan for his future, but differently than how I planned for my other children 's futures. Mm-hmm. I started to plan how I could outlive him mm-hmm. so I could uh be there for him to support him the whole i started to plan was I going to put an extension on my house? How would I do that? Did I need right. to get additional part time jobs so that I could have he could have some place to live where the supports were nearby I was planning you know how do I find the the uh, therapies he 's going to need how do i possibly uh, provide him with the training and the education and everything he needs so that he can survive without me. Mm-hmm. And so everyone is in a panic who is supporting adults with developmental disabilities because we all see what's going to happen here soon. And we don't know how to um, do this other than what we can all do in our little you know piece of the world. Sure. So for Sheltering Tree, we are building as quickly as we can so that there are safe, affordable um, places for our friends to live. Um, And, you know, we're doing the best we can, and we hope that there will be other organizations who may do the same um, because there's just a significant need.
0: So let me ask this. The folks that have been living with their parents that are going to have to eventually get their own place, is it kind of a culture shock? I mean, if they've lived with their parents their whole life,
1: Yes, that's a huge concern, and that's part of the reason we we developed this goals program um, that we've talked about earlier. We we anyone on our waiting list can take the goals program, so that they are starting to think about what this might look like. Because it is very difficult. Many of our friends, and I shouldn't say all, but many of our friends have um, really prefer routine, really prefer um, familiar things, Mm -hmm. and so sometimes it takes a good year or so for them to transition to a different place to live, and so. Doing that at a time when your family's not in crisis um, is highly important because then you can establish your own place of residence. You can take your time that you need to make that transition. Take the time that you need to determine the supports you need, and do that at a time when you still have your parents available, still have your parents who can provide support. Still, still you can still see your your childhood home or wherever you are living. Mm-hmm. Um, instead of having that happen during a time of crisis, um, and have all of a sudden you've lost parents and home, right. and now you are you know in in addition to you know losing spe- you know, really important people in your life, you're, yeah. you've lost your your safety right. um, and your and your security. So um, you know if if I had an ideal world, we would have uh, people you know transitioning to uh, independent apartment living as soon as possible, um, as soon as they were ready. Um, but of course, that takes resources and time and and um, other folks to understand the need.
0: So are there programs available other than goals and stuff that you provide to help, or are there other services that kind of jump in here too? Well, I'd say um, I'm, every disability provider in the
1: city is aware, and everybody dis- every disability provider in the city um, or even state um, is doing their best with what their niche is to mm-hmm. help our friends with developmental disabilities prepare for this for this time. But it takes all of us yeah. to be doing our part, um so you know it takes folks like our organization to have housing for folks it takes provider agencies who who have direct support professionals who our our tenants can hire to help them with the supports they need to have those folks trained and available. It takes, you know, other organizations that provide educational opportunities. Um, It takes, it takes all of us as a whole collective group to get everybody prepared and ready for the time when they will, will be able to, um, or will need to live independently. And the thing is, is our friends with developmental disabilities can, they can live um, independently. They Mm -hmm. can um, do this with a proper amount of supports. And so making sure that we um, get them set up for success, um, when the inevitable um, yeah. happens and that sounds very fatalist, but it is it is something that we have to really be um thinking about and um I can I believe I can safely say that most
0: all of the developmental disability providers in our area are are aware and doing what they can. I bet. Yeah. And it's coming, let me tell you, for all of us in some way or another. Mm -hmm. So what about other cities? Is this unique to Omaha? or Are there other places across America doing this? You know, about two years ago,
1: there was the first symposium for consumer-controlled housing in Maryland Mm -hmm. was held. And we learned at that time at at that time, there are about 18 other organizations across the United States um, that were doing something similar. Okay. Now, they're different based on um, different um, structures in different areas um, in denser cities. They can't have a flat design, of course. They have to go upright. Wow. You know, a lot of different differences based on the city, um, the culture of the community, the needs of the people in their area. But, but I would liken this um, – uh, transformation, like maybe where assisted living was maybe 40, 30, 40 years ago, Mm -hmm. when it was a a model that was something that might meet the needs of our aging population. Um, You know, was this, uh, and so I see this happening, Um, many people are exploring the idea. But of course, it takes um, a lot of resources to do this. And I've seen occasionally there are provider agencies, because like I said, everyone's very aware that this is a need. um, Thinking about doing this as part of their organization. And the, the the reality is is this is its own – the housing piece is its own uh, function, its own need. And so I think they're learning that for as much as they want to do this, um, that they have to have the resources and wherewithal to do it along with their other services. So we're all just trying to figure this out. Everybody has wonderful intentions, and we're really trying to um, work collaboratively to find a solution to what's up, up ahead of us.
0: So – you these are all new buildings that you built? They are. Okay. Is there any way like with existing that you could or is it just because there's so many different accessibility features that are needed that you just prefer let's just build it instead it of retrofit something? Uh that's where we are right now. Okay. Um you know, when I came
1: on board with Sheltering Tree, um it'll be five years ago next month, um, it was I was I believe I was the only hired employee um as far as administrative goes. Wow. So we we now have six um administrative employees um and so we we're 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 building as fast as we can but we know that we have to have the human capital in order to stabilize and maintain what we have right right, uh, right now. And so um I lost track of your question, but I believe where we're going was is uh, why, are we, yes, why are we building new? Um, and so this is the model that we have that's been successful for us. That's not to say we wouldn't consider a rehab. Sure. Um, because, of course, we want to be as creative as we can to meet the need. Um, but for now, what we are doing is um, going with the model
0: that we have um, and looking to to build from the ground up. Well, where do you see Sheltering Tree in the next five to ten years? I would love if you said, like, a million new apartments.
1: (laughs) Well, I would love to do that. But I want to address the marginalized communities that we have not addressed as of yet. Okay. Um, You know, our founder... Got started it took her several years to get started when she got started then we built the second location and now we um now we can take off um we've we've been able to replicate the the location that was successful oh, they're all successful but that was most successful and had all the 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 all the pieces and parts together and so now we we were set to go we're ready to launch um we really want to be um intentional and um Cognizant that we have to focus on marginalized communities as well, Um, and so that's our next route. We want to make sure that we are, um, it's part of our strategic plan currently, and that's what we need to do next. And so that's a little different because in some of those areas, there's not just a lot of land sitting around right and so you know how can we be creative with that as well so anyway that's um that we hope yeah i would love to have uh sheltering trees everywhere across the state we have a lot of inquiries across the state good um inquiries from fremont and lincoln and um even uh, out west and um we would love to be able to do this everywhere you know if i had if i had the money tree growing in the backyard and all the people (laughs) um to staff um and um, operate this uh, so everyone has um what they need um we do this for everyone. Yeah.
0: Well, I think what you all are doing is amazing. And I'm so glad that Omaha and hopefully eventually Nebraska mm-hmm. will get to have this as well because it's so important, right? So tell us if somebody wants to get on the waiting list or wants more information, what's your website? Yep. It is shelteringtreecommunity.org.
1: Um all the information to connect with us is there. Okay. Um, I would ask everyone's for, everyone for a little grace and patience because we are uh, opening up a building right now, so we are a little behind on getting back to people um, as promptly as we'd like to. But um, uh, please do reach out to us, and we will get back to you and um, have a you know conversation with you to get you pointed in the right direction. Excellent. And what about a good phone number? A um, phone number is 402-973-0229. Uh-huh. Okay. Um, and you can email at info at
0: shelteringtreecommunity dot org. All right. So shelteringtreecommunity.org dot mm-hmm. org, or four zero two nine seven three zero two two nine. Correct. Or info at shelteringtreecommunity dot org. That's correct. All right. So. And get on the list,
1: right? That is critical because we do follow off our housing laws. And so um, we go in the order
0: of inquiry. So that's the most important piece. All right. Well, I wish you all the very best. Thank you so much for joining me today. I really appreciate it. And I'm excited to see what comes next for you. Thank you so much for having us. And uh, we wish everybody out there a great afternoon. All right. Well, thanks for listening to Community Conversations on Radio Talking Book Service.
1: You've been listening to Community Conversations on Radio Talking Book. It's the interview program that brings you voices from the Omaha community. The Radio Talking Book Network is brought to you with the cooperation of
0: KIOS-FM in
1: Omaha and statewide through the facilities of NET Radio and Television. We've been proudly serving our blind and visually impaired listeners for 46 years. Thank you
0: for being a loyal Radio Talking Book listener and supporter.